You are listening to Audio Drama in a Darker Shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Darker Projects presents Tales from the Museum, a miniseries written by Charles Russell, starring Perry Whittle as Keith Nash. On my first day on the job at the Regional Museum in Johnson, Tennessee, I'd like to say I felt the place's presence as I climbed the stairs and took a good, long look. I could claim that as my eyes scanned the imposing brick structure, I could sense that there was more there than was immediately visible. Maybe that the spirits of beings long dead reached out to me and pleaded with me even before I cleared the threshold of those big bronze front doors. Eh, but I'd be lying. My first few hours at the museum were as ordinary as they come. I got the ten-cent tour from my new boss, Dr. Pierpoint, ending up in the glorified broom closet where I'd be spending every day in my new career. And this is your office. Sorry about all these boxes. I'll get someone to move them out of here. Yeah, no problem. Let's see. You have a window, a bookcase, file cabinets, a desk, a PC, and I think there's a coffee pot in here someplace. We haven't had someone in the coordinator position for a few months. Sorry to say, we were using the office for storage. Remember the blizzards that came through last winter? Emergency rations? Hmm. Bottled water, Vienna sausages, potted meat. Good eating. I wouldn't know. I'll leave you now. If you need anything, just call my secretary. Or grab one of the grad assistants. They'll be the young people wandering around with distant looks on their faces. A pleasure to have you on board. Well, that made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Let's start with the desk. Empty. Empty. 
filing cabinet. What's this? A cassette player with a note. Play me. <laughs> Where am I? The Alice in Wonderland Museum? My name is Ellen. Ellen Arbogast. I am 34 years old. I live at 3700 Highland Avenue, apartment 3J. I am the special services coordinator at this museum. I think that I am going insane. I know that there is no one outside my office door, but there is. I can feel it. I can hear it breathing. It knows I'm in here, alone. I need to leave this message behind. That way, someone will know what has happened to me. Please listen. I took this job three weeks ago. Last night, I was working late in my office. Part of my job was to set up a reception for one of our patrons and some of the board. It was just a whisper, I thought. It was something that you may or, or might not hear. Something you can imagine hearing when you're alone, in a dark building at night. That's just what I told myself. I was pretty much alone in a spooky building on a dark night. I was just jumpy. I finished what I was doing, and the security guard let me out. Ma'am, you know, not many people work late in this building. Most folks take their work home with them. Really? Yep. Old building at night. Creeps some folks out. Some say they hear strange noises at night. How about you? Have you ever heard anything? Me? Oh, no. You have a nice night now. Drive safe. I walked to my car. I thought I heard it again. For the next two days, nothing. No whispered voices. No weird noises. Of course, I was working 8 to 5.30 and was too busy to hear a lot of living people. Everything was smooth. Until Pierpoint called me into his office for a special assignment. Miss Arbogast, over the next few months, the museum will be hosting three very high-profile exhibitions high-profile and money-making exhibitions. I mean everything from sculptures to Mayan mummies. I need someone, you, to generate and implement a training seminar for our Lion staff. Something that can be run in an afternoon. I need our staff to have a basic understanding of what behaviors will be expected of them during these exhibitions. Understood? Excellent. Let me know when it's ready for review and approval. So, I found myself working late again. That's when I heard it. Ellen, I know you can hear us. Ellen. Who's there? Is this a joke? It's not funny. I... As soon as you walked into this building, 
What do you want? Is this a joke? I didn't know what to say. Excuse me. I, I... Excuse me. Are you the new guy? Right. The name's Nash. I'm Casey, one of the grad students. Word is you have a few boxes of Vienna sausages in here. Against the wall over there. Help yourself. Gracias. We poor grad students have to make ends meet, you know. You should try the casserole I can make with this stuff. There's potted meat in the other box if you're interested. Beautiful. More casserole? Nah. My ex left her cat when she moved out. Hate that cat. Grad student, huh? What are you studying? Philosophy, I think. Might still be sociology. How long have you been in grad school? Not sure. What year is this? Just take the boxes. How long have you worked here? Two years, almost. Did you know Ellen Arbogast? The Screaming Meltdown Girl. Now that happened before my time. <laughs> the what? Well, the story I heard was that she had a complete mental breakdown in front of a crowd in the East Lecture Room. It was a bad scene for everybody. She had your job, you know. I've heard. What happened to her? Far as I know, she's still out there at the Oaklawn Mental Health Center. Don't know much more than that. Don't let it get to you. This place freaks you out sometimes. But it can be a groovy place to work. Groovy? Like, I'm getting ready to go lead a group of first graders on a tour. I get to run them past the mummies first. I just love watching their little eyes pop out. Groovy. Yeah. I'll catch you around, boss. Thanks for the grub. No problem. By the way... How do you feel about ghost stories? I mean, a really good ghost story. Yeah, I like a good scare as much as the next guy. Why? Just curious. Later. Casey seemed nice enough, if a little scattered. I was willing to blame that on his apparent addiction to sausages. Still, the term meltdown unsettled me. Everybody gets creeped out by working late at night and hearing voices. But a total mental breakdown? I needed to hear more, straight from Ellen herself. I asked the voice what it meant. I had to know. We I was beginning to feel sorry for this voice. He sounded agonized to me. He was in agony, and only I could help. How could I refuse? Me?
I... I... I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what else to do. So... I agreed. Mr. Nash? Dr. Mancuso. I didn't see you standing there. Quite all right. May I come in? Of course. Pull up a chair. I started a pot of coffee if you'd care for a cup. Thank you. I wanted to come by and, well, apologize for the way I acted this morning. I know I may have been just a little cold during the introductions. No problem. In my old line of work, I actually got used to it. That's the thing. You see, Mr. Nash... Nash. Just call me Nash. Everybody does. All right, then. You'll have to call me Helene. You see, your job, the Special Services Coordinator, it has a less than stellar history. It's generally used to give nice, cushy jobs to friends, cronies, mistresses, nephews. Apparently, you don't fit either of those types. I talked with Professor Pierpoint. He told me you were a policeman. I worked narcotics. You were wounded. There's a fragment of a 9mm slug in my leg. Hurts like the blazes when it starts raining. My old boss cashed in a favor with Pierpoint. He didn't want me to have to make it on half pension. Well, as I said, I may have come across as a little cold. You're very uncomfortable doing this, aren't you? It's okay. Tell you what, you can help me out right now. Really? Tell me what you know about Ellen Arbogast and the Stafford building. Oh, Ellen. Poor girl. She had some sort of panic attack or anxiety incident, collapsed screaming in front of the board of directors and some reporters. Not a good publicity day. She was committed to a facility here in town. She hadn't been here a month when it happened. The Stafford building was torn down after an electrical fire. It's where they're building the new arboretum. How long ago was she here? year and a half, maybe. Why? Because I think I'm listening to a narrative of her last day of sanity. She sounds like she might be carrying on a conversation with someone in her head. What kind of people does this museum hire? People like you. Oh, walked right into that one. It's not the people. It's... The museum, this place, it's... What? Haunted. It's haunted. Not everybody sees it, but some of us see it. Pierpoint and the rest of the board, they don't see it. I'd say that 98% of people who work here or visit here don't see it. But there are things that happen here. There are a few of us who are aware of it, but we don't talk about it much. Haunted? Maybe possessed is a better word. There are psychics who swear this place is a hotbed of psychic energy. We've even had a PBS documentary done on us. PBS? It was the local station doing a special on haunted sites in the city. They set up cameras and everything. They get anything? Supposedly, they got an EVP of someone saying, Help us. It just sounded like background noise to me. But, like I said, this place, it can work on you. Mind you, we do have the best Halloween parties. How about you? Do you... Have you had the tour? Have you been on the third floor? Textile displays in the map room. Impressive setup. I've worked here for nearly four years. I've never been on the third floor. I can't. 
something stops me. I was on the elevator once, heading up to the fourth. The elevator stopped to let someone off on the third. I had a panic attack. Nash, I have been on archaeological digs where I have had a shovel in one hand and an AK-47 in the other. I do not scare easily. But I can't go onto the third floor. The thought scares me like nothing I know. Well, the third floor in Casey's Vienna sausage casserole. Oh. Love to see the third floor sometime. Got a few minutes? Yes. Why? Listen to this. I know. I know. I should have run away. I should have left this place and never come back. But... But I had been waiting for this to happen. Ever since I was a child, I have believed in ghosts. I have known that they were real. I have known that there was a psychic plane of existence. I knew that one day, one day... I would experience something like this. I have been waiting for this moment. I went to the Stafford Building. I had heard stories about the Stafford Building, how it had been a hospital after a major Civil War battle, but not really a hospital. It was more of a charnel house where the wounded were sent to die. Members of polite society stayed away from the street because of the constant screams from the dying and the stench of death. I'd heard the stories about this museum. The full-body apparitions, the shadows, the thing that screams in the storage dock. To be honest, those stories were the reason I wanted this job so badly. I was still not sure about this, but I pressed on. I went to the Stafford Building. The building was dark, and the key was on my keychain. I should have run away. I climbed those dark stairs to the second floor. I found myself in a wide, empty room. It smelled of age and disuse. The only light was from my flashlight. Hello? Hello? Are you here? It was silent. Then, I heard it. A sound straight from hell.
I, I, I ran. I, I think I fell down the last flight of stairs. I made it back to my office, locked the door, and now here I am, hiding. Whoever finds this tape, whoever hears it, I have never been crazy. I've never done drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I need you to know that because I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm going to hide in here until morning. Then I'm going to leave and never come back. I hope. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. End of tape. And the next morning. <sighs> Poor girl. I never... It's this place. You stay. Yes, I do. This place has an excellent reputation in the right places. I'd be a fool to leave it. But what about you? What brings the two of you to the East Wing? We have something for you. Ta-da! What is this? We borrowed a video camera and shot a video of the third floor for you. Thought you might like to see what's up there. Thanks, boys. I really appreciate this. Wait a minute. Does this mean you're staying? Despite what you heard that poor girl go through? I figure I'll give it a try. Besides, I wanted to get in on one of those Halloween parties you mentioned. Besides that, he's already called out to the mental hospital to check on her. You called? Yeah. Miss Arbogast remains in a semi-catatonic state. She's manageable on her meds. She has a nice smile, I've been told. Sometimes, when you ask her how she is, she'll say, We're fine. We, she says. Well, at least you know what you're letting yourself in for here. Bring it on. Ought to be interesting. I've spent my entire life dealing with what I can see and understand. I was in the Gulf. I was a cop. I've had people actually trying to kill me. That I could understand. I really don't understand what happened to Ellen Arbogast. But like Casey says, this might be a groovy place to work. Me, I'm a die-hard skeptic. Always have been. Right now, I'm wondering what's waiting for me here. I've never seen a ghost. I've never wanted to. I wonder if I'm gonna. One thing's for certain. I don't think it's gonna be too dull around here. from the museum episode 6 day 1 written by Charles Russell featured in the cast were Perry Whittle as Keith Nash Alistair Stewart as Casey Amanda Fitzwater as Dr. Helene Mancuso Kimberly Giancopoulos as Ellen Arbogast Bruce Busby as Professor Pierpoint 
Chip Joel as Morton, the security guard, and Ellie Hirschman as the voice. Demon noises provided by Gary Coburn, Alexa Chipman, David MacGyver, and April and Devin Sadowski. This series is produced by Ellie Hirschman. Post-production by M.J. Cogburn. Original music composed by Joe Stuckey and Kevin McLeod. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. Darker Projects cannot be held responsible for any demon possession which may result from listening to this episode.